Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you grow your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And what exactly does that look like, Mr. Manning? To me, we and we do get this question from people. If you're, what does that mean to you? To me, it means flexibility. So I can go where I want to go, when I want to go. I think it means the freedom to earn your flexibility Mm -hmm. because unlike being tied into a job where you're working for someone forever you have to work your little patootie off to get to the point where you can have flexibility i think from a business coaching standpoint what i've seen um when i've seen people fail out of business too early and often is because they take that flexibility and use it Mm -hmm. before they should like they take the two and a half week European vacation a month after they open their business. Yeah, like, nah, and dude. it's like, nope, nope. After the first bad, year, maybe. Bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> so whenever people ask me um, if they should be doing something or not in their business, mm-hmm. I always say, think of yourself as your boss. And if your employee came to you and asked you about that vacation, would you say yes? Or if they were you know, coming into work late, what would you say to them? Would you reprimand them? And if your answer is yes, then you need to hold yourself accountable to that because that is going to be the death of your business. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you wanted to chime in there, Tom. Kind you know, of, I yeah. just, you know, you when somebody commands or demands a certain level of respect, uh, whether it's of the rules or, or even of the owner or the, the boss, they also have to extend that same courtesy, right? Otherwise, it, it falls on deaf ears and, and just kind of makes you look like a jerk. Yeah. Yep. Very cognizant of that when it comes to employees or it comes to that. Uh, holding yourself to the same level of accountability is very important. As your employees, absolutely. You have to manage up and down. You have to. You have to manage your boss so he or she understands what you're going through and that you're delivering for them. Right. And then your employees need to manage you so you don't turn into that boss. Is like, why come Tom's always gone? We yeah. never get any... Why yeah. does the beer cart always go look at my ears Which leads me to introduce our very, 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 very special guest, Mr. Tom Adams. <sighs> Thank you for having me. We're excited that you're here. You're me with too. I Watch Security. I realized on one of our other podcasts that you're on, we did not explain how to spell iWatch because a lot of people might be thinking about your peepers. Mm-hmm. It is not your peepers. It is the letter I, like as an iPhone. So if you want to find him, it's iWatch, the letter I, followed by the word watch. Correct. All one yeah. word, capital I. Watch Perfect. one word. Just how'd wanted you guys, to get how'd you that guys out line of on that? Uh, business partner Brian Smith came up with that name over 10 years ago, and uh, that was the name that stuck. And uh, I think he did a little bit of thought into that and even um, reached out to some other colleagues and folks that he had been in the world with before, and that was uh, the birth of iWatch. Um, I've always known it as iWatch. I wasn't a part of the original uh, coming up with that name, but uh, iWatch, your Homer business, so you don't have to, was sort of the uh, tagline at the time. Nice. And uh, like you'll it. still you'll still hear me say that occasionally uh, mm-hmm. as well. Awesome. Yeah. And speaking of business partners, yeah. that's going to be our topic today. We love talking about business partnerships. Mike and I mm-hmm. have a business partnership. Mm-hmm. He is my work husband. I do have a real life husband as well, um, who's not super happy with me right now, but we're going to talk about that story later. Well, so <laughs> I know what she says about him on the podcast. Right. What I don't know is what she says about me not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. And you know what? I'm 59, really don't uh, care. So if she comes in one day and says, I'm no longer working with yeah. you, okay, now yeah. you have my attention. Yeah. Up till then, pretty much just don't pick on Oliver. Yeah. Otherwise, you can say whatever you want. Could much, never much, pick on much Oliver. Much more comfortable criticizing you behind your back. Oh, could care less. <laughs> I just, yeah, really could care less on all that. Because if it was really important, she'd, I know she'd open the door, come in, close the door, and go, dude. We got to talk. Dude. We got to talk. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Tom. Yes. You have been in businesses, running businesses, working as a business owner. You've also had um, one boss mm-hmm. that you worked for for a while while mm-hmm. you were managing a painting company. Yep. Of all of those years of being in and around businesses, small businesses, mm-hmm. what is your greatest business success? You know, I think the ability to, to make money is always why we're in business, right? Profit is always the biggest thing. And I think the biggest success is we've had success despite all the ups and downs that have come through our business, whether that was employee problems, whether that was in the nineties when the home Depot first really hit and everybody knew what everything was supposed to cost and everybody could do everything on their own. It sort of devalued what we had spent our time building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we weathered that storm, whether it's 20 years later, we're in the security world and now the DIY market has come, uh, you know, not to mention you throw in COVID and uh, some social unrest and things that are going on now. We've just always sort of kept our eye on the prize and moved forward. And I think we've always had success despite the obstacles. Um, sometimes it is about making money. Other times it's about providing for others uh, and that your employees and people that work for you are, are very happy. Uh, and so are your clients. And sometimes Although we go home with a small paycheck as a business owner, uh, it still feels good to make both our employees and our clients happy, both both on the painting side or on the, the security side, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say is the biggest hurdle that you've been able to overcome? Geez, that's a tough one. Um, when it comes to personally or just as the overall business, would you? Either. You Take- I think... It's always been very, in my mind, it's not how you are when things are good, right? It's how you perform when things are bad. And I think we've just always done a very good job at staying level-headed. And I think when people look at you and realize, my gosh, what's going to happen to our business? Or are you going to have a paycheck for us next week? Or are we going to even still be in business with everything going on? The ability to stay calm and know that um, we're thinking about it and planning for those type of things um, and the support system around us, um, I think is is probably paramount. Um, and I think being able to have the ability to do that um, is, what's, is what's translated into success through these years. Yeah, the ability to stay calm in the time of crisis, which we're going through right now, I mean, there's rioting happening, there's protests happening. People's attention is definitely right now on everything that's happening in our country. Um, and that is something that as small business owners, I mean, I struggle with it because there's, you know, we do a lot. I know that you guys do a lot on social media. I mm-hmm. do a lot on social media. And there's definitely been times in the last week and a half that I've been like, well, I'm not going to post anything about my business because I just don't feel like it's the right time or place because I would rather post something about like the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. than anything else. So but at the same time, now I'm not supporting or growing my business. So it's like there's hard choices that you have to make. um, For sure. During these times, absolutely. You know, we we try to stay away from a lot of that stuff uh, mm-hmm. as a business. Um, you know, most of what we try to focus on is what we can control. 
And that's really what we've always been about um, when it comes to, you know, social social, uh, problems that are going on or whether it's just about business-related problems. And just your family is a snapshot of what's going on today. We just talked about that the other day, right? I mean, I'm really... Um, what I can control and who I can protect is really what we're about. Yep. Um, what is, before we roll into talking more about business partnerships, mm-hmm. you are sitting here with two business partners that are also business coaches. And I would love to know what's one question that you have for us that we can answer for our listeners. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a curveball. That, that we told you we weren't going to throw no, a curveball, no curve but balls. we did. I thought we just shook our head. I don't think we agreed to it. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think there's, lots of different reasons why people do business with people. And sometimes that's directly related to, hey, I like this person or I like this company and what they do. But in all of it, I think it's about consistency. And I think that when there's a vision from the top down, everybody has to agree and you have to have buy-in. Not every employee has to understand or like every decision that a business owner makes, but they have to be in agreement um, and it has to be consistent. Um, So I think uh, how you, I guess my question would be, how do you present that to an organization? Um, on, on short notice, that's my yeah. answer. Great. I'm, I'm big on, on anything and I'm a member of Toastmasters. My group meets every Monday morning at right. seven thirty, which is wonderful. It's a little late, a little late for me, but you know, I could show up at seven thirty in the morning and there's three speakers every week. And I always think my group knows that if you, if you tell me the why, you got me hooked. If mm-hmm. you just tell me the what, I'm going to zone out thing. It's fifth period yeah. chemistry class in high school, and you've lost me. But it's the why, going back to the vision. Trinity tells her people, this is why you have to do these 12 things before the buyer ever walks in the door. Right. Then you can understand, instead of just, just check off these 12 things, and they're going to, you know what they're going to do? They're going to check off those 12 things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead of the why, and then they get yeah. it. And that's what's become clear to me over the years as I've managed people and yeah. had partners is what's the why. Right. And one of the first things that we work with our coaching clients on is identifying their core values. Mm-hmm. And when I first learned about, how we approach core values now because it's something that I borrow from EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System. Mm -hmm. I used to think that core values were hokey and stupid and things that you just like slapped on a poster, put on the wall, and that was it. But really what core values do for an organization is allow you to have a set of values that already exist, right? So they're not things that you're They're not aspirational values. It's things that you're pulling from your company that already exist. And that gives you a frame of reference and, um, you know, something like a viewfinder that when you look at anything going on in your organization, does it fit with your core values? Right. And that's going to lead everything from the top down. Sure. Because um, we had a client that we were talking with and. Um, I was like, you know, these core values are going to be how you hire your people, because if your people agree and follow and adhere to these same core values, then you're not going to have as many issues with your employees. Same thing with your clients. I know what my core values are in my real estate practice, and I know what my core values are in our coaching practice. And we've seen that when people do not have those same core values, they're not a great fit for us as a client or as a business associate. So having those core values and knowing what they are, they don't have to be on a poster. They don't need to be, 
Um, but just knowing what they are and using that as kind of a gauge when you're hiring sure. and also when you're looking to fire somebody, because if they are exhibiting none of your core values, then you know that it's time <laughs> to cut ties and Let them get go. them out of there. Yeah. Sure. It, this goes back to the previous episode when you said you hire attitude mm-hmm. and you train hundred percent you, and I've had this in, in, uh, cause I've run three facilities in previous lives. And I've told people when they're interviewing, I can teach you how to flip a burger, how to take tickets, how to whatever. I can't teach you to care. Right. So if you don't care, it's going to yeah. take about an hour and a half to show up. You know, we, we hire attitude and train skill was my first partner, as well as we protect surfaces and relationships. And that went hand in hand. It was sort of a tagline, but also kind of a core value. Uh, you know, second organization I worked for, you know, for 10 years, I learned a lot. And that was more of the, the corporate, right, franchise model. And the being in a franchise model meant you were in business by yourself, but you weren't by yourself, right? There were mm-hmm. systems in place. And you dealt with one Serta Pro franchise in the East Coast versus the West Coast. You're going to have a similar experience. And that's really where I learned about core values, you know, deliver what you promise, uh, respect the individual, have pride in what you do and practice continuous improvement, right? And those are some of the things you heard me talk about that have implemented as far as what we do in our business now. So everything we've taken in 21 years of of service business to put into the security uh, business is very real. And, um, you know, those those were values that were posted all over our office, right? We, we lived and breathed those, right? Mm-hmm. And when somebody wasn't, right, you know, where you, or somebody made a decision, well, were you respecting the individual? Was it, yeah. was it uh, delivering what you promised? You know, we would run through all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so very real and, uh, you know, it's something you have to live and breathe. And if you don't, and if you don't, people are going to know it. Your staff is going to know it and they're not going to follow it and neither are your clients. Well, and like Trinity tells people, you have to be doing those before you write those down because you can't just write them down and go, hey, folks, starting tomorrow morning. We're going to value we're, the we're customer. We're all going to value <laughs> no. being on time, even <laughs> no. though not one freaking one of you is ever on time. Now, yeah, that's now, bad. In, you know, in, in my 21 years, right, there was there th- that had come up, right? Like, Ooh. hey, this is this is what we're going to be. And, and, and a lot of people might say, well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> or I don't think that's a, you know, a way to do that. And, and so there's no buy-in. And part of what I had mentioned in, in previous talks we've had in, uh, on the show was about giving the power for some of those employees or people that work for you, the ability to have a say in creating a lot of that as well um, because there's you, you don't ever want them to fall short on your value mm-hmm. if you're not giving them the tools to be able to produce it either. So yeah. I think there has to be buy-in on both sides. Yeah, and it's, and it's really a fun um, exercise when we're helping people figure out what their core values are because if they do have people that are working for them, um, we ask them to write down what are all of the characteristics that you enjoy or that you really like about your top people. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, merging those together and figure, and then all of a sudden you see this common thing and you're like, oh, all three of them, um, you know, are process improvers. Great. Right. So now we know that process improvement is something that all of us are really into, mm-hmm. or all three of them are activators, right. like, or all three of them value call customer service. Well, that's something that permeates throughout the entire culture and that you want to recreate and keep growing and bringing in more people that reflect those values. Absolutely. Going back to your partnership with Brian, what role do the spouses play? You know, um, again, my, my wife is great. And she trusts me. Hi, Rochelle. And a lot, We're big in a, fans. In a lot of respects, right? And she knew spending 21 years in one business to make a move and and mm-hmm. and to take on a partnership uh, was going to be a risk. 
and that um, if I was confident enough and had done my research and in our talks together, that was something was going to be better for us as a family and a, and a marriage, then then go for it. Um, so for me, I just needed to have that support. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, we have mutual respect and trust for each other. So it wasn't something that uh, was hard for us to do. The business had been in business for over five or just about five years. Uh, you know, it wasn't a business that was destined to fail as a brand new business. It had been uh, great reviews, uh, mm-hmm. great staff, uh, great product. Um, so for me, it, and, and I had known Brian for 15 years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uh, at the, well, the time, 10 years. Uh, so I knew what his business was about. We had been in B&I together 15 years ago. We had uh, uh, gone out to dinner with him and his wife. So it was not something um, that I was scared of necessarily. Um, and my wife uh, was was uh, supportive of that, for sure. Because our spouses have different roles in our coaching business. Scott obviously listens to all the podcasts. Hey, honey. And he provides us wonderful feedback on podcasting in general, especially when he first started because he's a right. big podcast listener. Right. So he would just throw nuggets at us left yeah. and right. You ought to think about this, try that. And we're like, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of these make sense. Whereas Becky's just kind of more uh, behind the scenes. That if I yeah. have an idea, I'll run stuff by her. Right. Usually it's organizational right. skills. But, <laughs> and so that's, but that's good as long as they know they're, you're managing their expectations. You're not going to go to Rochelle and just dump on her one day no. about something no. or or run something by her that she's not in a position to handle. You know, and, and I'm guilty of coming home and I've got my work to do and I might spend an hour or two at night at work, whether it's before dinner or after dinner. Uh, and I can I can shut off business. Right. And I don't I don't. Um, you know, I'm probably guilty of not talking enough about business or what goes on, right? Part of it is because, you know, when business maybe isn't that great or you're going through a dip, I don't necessarily want to give her any more information to make her feel uncomfortable. And at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm kind of keeping keeping it uh, afloat. And uh, everybody's laughing here at me. We're, we're giggling because we Jeez. took some pictures and I'm just cheesing it up <laughs> hardcore. God, those no. will be posted on social media at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's cheese. Fine. That's fine, so. <laughs> Go ahead with the next question. I right here. Like, the fact that I made Mike speechless is like I kind of feel like I want to give myself a trophy right now. <laughs> I thought my kids but- graduated <laughs> and left the house. <laughs> oh, the broom is supposed to touch the floor. <laughs> Oh, so Tom. Yes. Other than good giggles, which mm-hmm. thank you. We I always yeah. have so much fun talking to you. Yes. Um, but what would you say were some of the characteristics that you looked for in a business partner? Uh, somebody that was not afraid to make a decision. Um, is very important, I think, when it comes to being in business, whether that becomes the right decision or the wrong decision, the decision is made. Uh, And I feel oftentimes in business and in both businesses I've been, sometimes we're afraid to make that jump or that leap. Uh, So having somebody that is ready or uh, willing to make a decision, and and sometimes it takes a lot to grow. Uh, And that was something we needed to do in order to sustain two owners and Mm -hmm. and, and both of my businesses. Um, So I think uh, the ability to make decisions was was important. Uh, And somebody that really was 100% on the value of having a partnership. Uh, I would never get involved in somebody where we didn't actually need each other, right? Uh, Because in both cases, it wasn't about 
It wasn't about money necessarily. Nobody was, it was about sweat equity and it mm -hmm. was about growing this to the point where uh, it made sense, right? And that's what my role has always been, has been growing that part of the business, both to be sustainable for two owners, but to create equity and wealth. Right. Were those conversations had before you came on board? You know, I, I think right before uh, Hurricane Matthew came through, right, almost five years ago. And then during Hurricane Matthew, I think, is when uh, we ended our conversations with a, with a final handshake. Um, so that was that was kind of the start of everything. Right. Um, and yeah, there was lots of talk. There was lots of talk. There was lots of I would never make a decision without spending time in the life of that business. Um, so I went out with technicians. I went out with Brian. I spent days in the office. I learned about the business. You got the whole financial side of the business. You've got, you know, everything from the P&L and the books that go on. And what what is this business model really like? Um, but then just the day-to-day -day stuff, the stuff that can I work here? The one thing that has, and, and maybe I should have mentioned this in some of the other questions you have asked, I can't do anything if I'm not having fun. And I can't go somewhere every day and not have fun. And I, and I spent some years in, in, my, in my three different businesses where there were some times where I really wasn't having a lot of fun. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. And, that, and that is daunting, and when, no matter how good the money is, right? Um, so it just had to be something where there was fun. And uh, you mentioned it before about having the uh, ability to earn your freedom in business. Mm -hmm. um, that is exciting and challenging to me, and I like that, and I perform well under that. Uh, but being able to create your own wealth uh, and get back out there after 10 years of working for somebody was was very important but I had to have fun uh, and that was something I knew uh, you know me and Brian were great together at work um, you know we have sort of the yin and yang uh, somebody that spent over 20 years in that business knows it upside and down but you know is tired of doing a lot of face-to-face -face <laughs> with clients and and dealing with a lot of the 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 getting caught up in the thick of thin things within that business right mm -hmm. so that's where I was able to come in and not only add a fresh pers perspective to it, but I was able to handle a lot of that, right? So right. a lot of the, the stuff on the other end of the business that Brian was very successful at as well, by the way, um, but he could not scale his business necessarily with just him. So this was a kind of a perfect match for us. And I think Brian, uh, when I knew I was ready to make a move, I had just reached out to a few other business owners and people that I knew might have an opinion or, or a suggestion for, because I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, and when I had talked to Brian, he said, wow, this is such interesting timing because I'm looking to grow this business and, and essentially looking for uh, maybe a partner or maybe a partner or two to help do that. And my gosh, with your experience, you know, that would be so maybe we should sit down and talk. So we told each other, well, it's way too premature to do anything. And then, you know, by Hurricane Matthew, we were shaking hands. So we I think we knew from the beginning yeah. that if we can find a way to make this work, then then let's make it work. Mm. Yeah, we kind of did too. We talked for a couple of times. It's like, we got to do something. We got to do so this. It yeah. makes too much. It, to yeah. us, it made too much sense. Yeah. And we thought, what are we missing here? And even for myself, I tried to poke holes mm -hmm. in the business. I tried to Good. poke holes in in everything about it, right? Mm -hmm. And everything from the reoccurring revenue model um, to what we were providing, to how we were treating people, to how we operated this, the day-to-day -day business. I mean, I couldn't find a lot of holes in the business. And that was, you know, part of it. Uh, although having fun was a big part of it. Has Brian's cell phone mailbox ever gotten so full you can't leave a message never huh. and you know it's it's a pet peeve of mine i can't stand when that happens and uh, <laughs> so everybody's looking at me no. oh, so I, i'm I, so guilty I, right I, now even even just from the client perspective when somebody reaches out and can't leave a voicemail now i hate voicemail but i will always listen to them and yeah. i will always get rid of them because i never want somebody to uh 
Sorry, Trina. And you like yeah. when you're looking at voicemail and you see three minutes and 38 seconds. Well, well that, and then that it, is, that, yeah. I, I will never leave anything no. more. I mean, a minute is is the mm. max. Oh. And, and I will always apologize and say, I'm sorry for the long-winded message, but <laughs> it's usually because somebody is not a texter, not a email person, right. and they need right. that voicemail. Well, or, and if somebody's going to leave me a voicemail, I'd rather them leave me a longer voicemail that actually tells me something than a voicemail that just says, yes. hey, give me a call back. Yep. Well, you do hate that. Yes. yes. That drives me freaking crazy because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to call you back because you called me. What about the phone call without a voicemail or without a text? Oh. I still call those ones back. I, I do too. Okay. And yeah. I have a funny family dynamic. My brother and I, that's all we do is we, we get a voicemail, we yeah. hang up, we look at it, and it took us about three years to bring our sister into that mix that... Uh, you, I told her, you don't have to leave a message. I'll see that I missed a call yeah. when it's you. And right. she's like, well, what do you mean I don't have to leave? So yeah. I do yeah. as well. Do My brother and I are like, yeah, I missed a call from Kev. I'll call him yeah. back. How, how about the client that asks you a question in the voicemail? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, question more. Oh. As, if, as yeah. if we're having a as conversation. As if we're having a convo, yeah. yeah. Th those are the long ones that... Yeah. Uh, that sometimes, sometimes I'll, uh, I won't necessarily delete. I'll just call back and say, hey, I hadn't yeah. had a chance to listen to your voicemail yet. Yeah, I just yeah, missed yeah, your call. Yeah. I but. found out a way to save my voicemails. I can actually email them to myself and then delete them because there's so oh, many wow, voicemails. Really? Wow. Yeah, there's so many voicemails that well, I want to keep. You can do that? You, come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I can no. forward voicemails to Jax. Yeah. I can, too, no. yeah. I can forward it to Trinity. Yeah, yeah. I I'm forward voicemails to my client service managers all the time because yeah. I'm like, hey, Call this person back, right. take care of this. But, and I need to go through my voicemail box because the reason that it's so full right that now is because so I have funny. all these adorable voicemails for my nieces and nephews. And I need oh, to, cool. uh, yeah. and my grandma. My grandma is 86 or seven now. Right. I can't believe I can't remember how old she is. Um, sorry, grandma. But <laughs> I don't know. You just though, never, yeah. you just never know what could happen. Yes. And I like to keep those voicemails I get from that. her. My favorite is the voicemail followed by the email. Hey, did you get my voicemail? Or the voicemail, hey, did you get my email? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have, we have uh, somebody can go to our website, see what we are, see what we're about, and say, I want to do business with these folks. And they can fill out an online submission, right, requesting our services. So they'll give an email. They'll have a phone number. I will pick up and call first, right? And I, mm -hmm. I believe in the phone call. If I don't get them and maybe half hour goes by, I will send an email as well. But my email clearly states, thought I would follow up my recent voicemail with an email. I understand that can be sometimes more convenient yeah. for our clients, right? Because people don't always expect to put that information in and then they turn around and go back to their work computer or they walk into their meeting and all of a sudden I'm blowing them up. So I, I like to follow that one up, but not, not, uh, not unless there's a serious issue will I do that. <laughs> the stinking voicemail. So I called Trinity last night and I got mailboxes full because I was going to leave a short message. There was no action on that. It's just a reminder about today. We had a couple things going on today. And I was just going to leave her a quick, hey, by the way, you know, and it's get mailboxes full. So I hung up and I thought, <laughs> you know, yeah. how much fun do I want to have with this? And I thought if I really wanted to have fun, Scott, put your wife on the phone. I would have called you. <laughs> but I'm like, why Drake Scott into this? <laughs> well, I'm glad you told me, though, yeah. because my voicemail oh. does not tell me yeah. that it's full. Now, I always tell people when I get a mailbox is yeah. full, I always let them know because that. Because yeah. it doesn't say, like, hey, your mailbox is full. There's no alert for me. So Wait, you can forward and save and email, but uh -huh. it won't tell you that it's full? Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a message and it'll be like, it's 90% full, but it won't 
It never says 100. It never says it's 100% <laughs> full. Kind of rather hear that than 90, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, at least at 90, I know to start deleting stuff. Yeah. Did you have a question? No, but I was just thinking that maybe I need some kind of voicemail management system. That's all you need is another system. So, I yeah, do need have, another system. Like My wheels are turning. Oh, My yeah. wheels are turning. Now, now I, I pay, I think it's 99 cents a month. And For, I get, is it email? No, it's no? through uh, it's through Apple. Oh. And I get, uh, or iCloud, rather. And I pay 99 cents, and I get a tremendous amount of storage, and I think that's connected and has a part to do with my voicemail as well, or my really? email, anything that's on my phone. Oh. Hmm. In fact, I'm, I, I, just up, I just upped it to $2.99. <laughs> that Rochelle doesn't know um, yet. $3 a month is way better than somebody getting oh, the voicemail. Yeah. I, I don't message. think it's going to kill us, yeah. No. I, I, just upped, I just upped it. Do your employees... Not in a bad way, this question, not in that way, but do they approach you and Brian different? Do you guys have different relationships with them just based on your personality? I, and I think that's everywhere in life, not just in business. And, and yeah, there's certain things that I know that Brian is uh, much easier to approach on than I could be and, and vice versa. And they know that, though. I would, I would. In a good way. Yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, 100%. I think that's, uh, I know our people pretty good. And I think that, uh, yeah, I would say that 100%. Um, And I think that uh, they're, they're traits that I'm very good at and something I may blow up at, uh, just like my own kids, right? Like, well, I'm not going to talk to dad about that. You know, I'm going to run that one by right. mom yeah. or, or vice versa, right? Where the kids come to me and say, I wasn't going to say that to mom. Yeah. You know, what do you think? And, you know, and as long as, you know, just like me and Brian are on the same page, just like me and Rochelle are, then it, then it really doesn't matter. As the long me- as the they're message, not pitting you guys against each other. Correct. But the Wait, message. The kids or the employees? Both. Both. No, both. The kids' job is to both. pitch you against each no, other. That, the I employees should not I, do I, that. I, that I can't stand at home. Yeah. But, but as long as the message is is consistent, right? And as long as they're getting, yes. they might, they're going to get the same answer. It's just going to be in a different way. Yeah. And so that, that, that's important. But I also, in my years of experience, working somewhere where you can't voice your opinion or you can't ask certain questions or you, you, you don't feel comfortable. Uh, that's a big problem, you know, and I, I really have gone out of my way to make sure that everybody that works for me or works for Brian has the ability to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just, even, even, even with our texts, I mean, I, I'll do a daily check-in with everyone. Um, and that's just to say, Hey, we're here. You know, what do you, what do you need? What's going on? What's happening? You know? Um, because, I don't want it to be the only times we talk or when there's something bad, Wrong. Right? right? Oh yeah. There's always got to be that. And and our guys and girls all have their families, they have their own kids, they have their own hobbies. They there's lots of things. And if 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 I didn't genuinely care about my people, they are not going to care about my business. Yes. And that has been something that got lost for me in my career path for for some years. I felt that way. Um, So I've gone out of my way to make sure we create a culture of, hey, we don't get to do a meeting every Monday morning because there's always something that comes in play. um, But we have the open dialogue and communication always. And I'm glad you do that because another previous podcast with Sarah Madras, we're talking about bosses. And we all agree that the worst thing you could hear from a boss is, Hey, my door's always open. <laughs> Putting the entire 100% monkey on your employee's back. Right. So that's great that you just text them. So they, it's like, oh God, Tom's calling. Yeah. What's wrong? Right. You know, it's, right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Right. Well, Uh-oh. That, Here there, comes there, Mr. Adams there's, again. There's always, there's, 
I mean, I think I've done a very, and I, and I hope my employees would say the same thing. I've gone out of my way to make sure that doesn't happen because mm-hmm. I was in that position. Um, and that's a terrible position to be in. And the, I think there's employees that, um, you know, can recognize that. And, you know, some employees are good at, uh, hey, I don't like it here and I'm going to move on. And some folks that, uh, you know, would we'll probably stick that out. Right? Yeah, that just stick around for their paycheck and yeah. slowly I, drive you crazy. And there's also a very, maybe it's um, just my own personal thing. I don't want anyone to ever come home and say to their wife or their husband uh man this sucks or i don't want to be right. here or you i know, don't want to work with gosh, trinity she's a raging bitch this guy yeah, this guy's a real jerk you know right? so it's always been one of those things but i think i think when you hire the right why people, do you put words in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> why do you do that to me on air well, you got to find the right business partner you yeah. do <laughs> I'm glad. and you got to want to you want to be the person editing right. the podcast right. Right. well i mean that is partially why i got the nickname honey badger yes it is which is a much nicer way of saying you're a bitch somebody actually i was doing a one-to-one i think it was last week somebody goes why does she call herself the honey badger i said yeah. piss her off once you'll find out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i always took that as you just never let up for your clients so you you fought for everything i fight for everything and you didn't yeah. and you don't stop yep. until you get it don't so. stop won't stop. So I always thought of that as a very positive. I never it, took it was that meant, the wrong it was, way. No, it was meant. It was meant. Ninety-eight percent of it mm-hmm. was meant in a positive um, manner. Right. Th- when I got that nickname, but yeah. then there's that two percent that you just do not want to tick me off because. Um, no, because they're stupid enough to keep ticking you off, and they get what they deserve. They do. Yeah. After the first time, yeah. you kind of see the blueprint. Sure. <laughs> it's true. The honey badger does not come out often, but yeah. when it does, you don't want to be there. I don't think I've seen it yet, which is good. So, yeah. So I really bow to her, defer to everything she comes, yes. every idea she has. I go, no, I wish I'd have thought of that. Jeez. <laughs> We're not going to implement it, but it was, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Man, I really wish I hadn't. Yeah, let's do that. Thing. Your employees, though, mm-hmm. it's a good thing that they have the buy-in with you guys, mm-hmm. that you talk family, sports, rig, rib them a little bit. Absolutely. So then if something does happen on site, they call and own it or come clean, Correct. whether it's intentional yeah. or not, that they have the com- confidence to call you and go, okay, he's not going to fire me. Absolutely. And when when there's things, especially in the painting world, right, it's very easy to, you're moving people's furniture, you're mm. in people's, very easy to break something, very, you know, that's going to happen. We don't care about that. What we care about is you not telling us, right? Mm-hmm. You yes. have to tell us. Yeah. Uh, in our, in our, in the security world is not as big of a concern in that respect, right? But um, your employees to be able to call you and say that there's an issue, we're always going to take care of it. We're always going to stand behind you. Uh, and that's always going to happen. If something happens and we don't know about it, we not only can't we protect the, our technicians, I mean, we can't protect our name, right? And we're protecting our own brand as well. Without mentioning names, yeah. which is the next podcast we're going to do. <laughs> okay. Your guys, your folks have got to have seen stuff in closets and yeah. under beds. You come know, on, come on, I know they've seen good I, stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blanket as far as uh, you know where we are on that. Uh, I think Trinity mentioned it before. Sometimes you're surprised by how people live. Oh, yeah. I think more than yeah. anything where, you know, we live a certain way and, and we may feel like, geez, the house is a mess or, you know, there's something on the counter kind of thing. But then you walk into that one house and you're you're sort of taken back by uh, by how they live. I think that that is more of the surprise to us than than finding anything crazy. We're we're in 
if anything, right? A lot of systems have gone to wireless systems mm -hmm. at this point. We really don't need to be, we need to be at doors and windows. We need to be in inside corners of living rooms and family rooms and, and bedrooms sometimes. But for the most part, um, we might be in your coat closet near your front door. That's, that's yeah. about all we really yeah. see. So <laughs> I think people can prepare pretty much for us, but um, I wish I had some great story about something we've uh, discovered, but uh, I think it's just discovering, wow, people live a lot differently than us. I know you have. Oh, I've seen all sorts of weird Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it all from... No, you haven't. Just when you think you have. Just yeah, when you, you have, think you've seen it all. You're too young enough right to have seen when it all. Yeah. <laughs> you're too young enough. I mean, we've had a couple hoarder houses. Oh, we've those had, are Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that's an illness, and I totally understand. Mm -hmm. We're able to help those people, which I'm very grateful for. It's so funny when I tell my clients, like, don't worry. You don't need to clean up, especially when I'm going over for a listing consultation. And you can tell the ones that are really concerned about it versus the ones that are not. Right. When um, we had our pest control company, a property manager sent me over to one of his houses, and and I sprayed the outside, introduced myself, said I'm be taking care of the outside first, and then walked inside and kind of piddled for a minute, and then left and called him, and said, I had nothing I can do in there. I can't spray anything because I can't get I can't get yeah. to any corners, any baseboards because yeah. there was stuff everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And especially the kitchen, mm -hmm. and that's where the cockroaches love live. But that's a whole other story. So. <laughs> uh, two things. Yes. Two nuggets to drop on small business owners before they form the partnership number one make sure that you you know personally and professionally can get along right and that's a big big part of it and and that you have the right vision up front you know you may have one partner that wants to invest and then sit on easy street and collect a paycheck um, we've had that partner um, you know that that we've bought out um, and then we've had you know, folks that have a vision of really growing the business and rolling up our sleeves and working hard. Um, so the vision has got to be open and honest and out front. And if if that's not laid out in the beginning, I think the partnership's destined for, you know, fit for failure. Mm -hmm. And and usually, you know, both can suffer, but usually somebody, one's going to suffer worse than the other. For sure. That's true. Good stuff. And yeah. you're right. You got to you got to get that stuff. It's kind of like a marriage. I mean, you got to talk yeah. about, do you want to have kids? At least talk about that before you get married. You might want to know. Yeah. Correct. So, but you're right. Cashing it in and I'm just going to take my paycheck. You do all the work. Yeah. You know, that's not good either. No. So. And no. speaking of cashing it in, I think that our listeners should cash it in by sharing our <laughs> podcast with all of their friends. <laughs> Maybe we can have some kind of like podcast off where we have prizes for a person with the most shares, but I'll, I'll come up with something fun. But Sounds if you are a loyal listener, we would appreciate if you would go out and like us, subscribe, share. And last but not least, if you are interested in contacting us, Mike and I would love to get back with you. You can email us info at wired change.com with the number two, and we'll get right back with you. And if you go to iWatchSecurity.com, that is I with an I, not E-Y-E, -E, but go to iWatchSecurity.com. Tom and the folks will take good care of you. Tom, we appreciate it. Awesome. Enjoyed it today. Love, a lot of good laughs, good nuggets. Love that's to be in here. That's what we're looking for. And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.